Hello, welcome to another inspiring episode of The Truth Reveal. I am your host, Dr. Lewis, and today we're delving into a topic that resonates with believers worldwide. The topic is called, Why Your Prayers Aren't Being Answered. We'll explore biblical insights behind unanswered prayers and how to align our hearts to divine response, for divine response. Y'all ready to dive in? So... The first part is the mystery of our unanswered prayers. And everybody that has experienced praying about something and not receiving what they're praying for, it's disappointing. Sometimes it's discouraging. And it almost feels like, okay, so what am I doing wrong? I have to find out what this mystery is on why my prayers aren't being answered. So we're going to dig a little deeper. So let's unravel this mystery together. One reason could be because of spiritual blockages, such as demonic covenants that have persisted through generations. Let's go to scripture and it'll tell us about that. In Exodus 20 verse 5 in the Common English Bible, it says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, thy Lord, God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So that scripture alone is so deep. That's saying, and um, to sum it up, it's saying, yeah, you may have not done this, committed the sin, but the people before you, generations before you, your family before you, you're suffering because of their sins. What they've um what they've done against me and because of their hate for me is which is why certain things could be happening in your life so it's important as believers right we have to be mindful of the covenants that we come in contact with because when we come in covenant with anything that's unclean anything that is not of god that means we coming into agreement with the demonic and that can affect our generations that's coming behind us and wondering why their prayers aren't getting answered or they having certain failures in their life it's because of the the things that we came in agreement with so we have to make sure that as believers that we are focused on everything that is of god and not affiliating with the demonic it could affiliating with the demonic can be as simple as us um, spending money with unbelievers, us tithing into an organization that we know that's not of God, that they're doing things that God despises. It can be as simple as that because even when you serve and your your contribution, you could think that your contribution is going towards a good cause and it's not. You basically coming into covenant with whatever they believe in for. So we have to be mindful of the covenants that we come in contact with. Okay. And Isaiah 59 two, in the King James Version, it says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So because of these covenants that we came in agreement with, 
He's not even hearing our prayers. He, he's not even a, paying him any attention. That's what his word says in Isaiah 59 and 2. Okay. It is essential to examine our spiritual readiness when petitioning to God also. Sometimes our desires might not align with his purpose, hindering our prayers. Think of it like loving a loving parent who withholds a request when it's not beneficial for their child. Let's go to scripture and see what it says. In James chapter 4 verse 3 in the Common English Bible, it says, You ask and don't have because you ask with evil intentions to waste it on your own cravings. That means your intention's not right. I'm not giving it to you. It's not nothing to edify the kingdom, so why should he? Right? So also in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, further explains, this is the confidence that we have in our relationship with God. If we ask for anything in agreement with his will, he listens to us. If we know that he listens to whatever we ask, we know that we have received what he asks from him. So the key words here are, if we ask for anything in agreement with his will, agreement with his will, that means anything that he approves of that obviously will edify the kingdom to bring other souls to Christ to do his work. Absolutely. He'll, if you ask anything, he will give it to you if we ask, whatever we ask and know in your heart that we've received it. Okay. So the next um, reason will be because we need to break demonic affiliations, right? Demonic affiliations can shroud our connection with God. These may include practices that conflict with his principles. As we break these chains, we create space for God's power to flow freely in our lives. So sometimes um, we come in agreement with things that we don't even know of. We, we're not even aware we come into these demonic things. Um, just how, for instance, how we find out in the media that, oh, um, maybe let's say, for example, Walmart stores that um say if they had like a charity uh thing and people was donating to their charity thinking it was going to a cause to maybe help needy children and then come to find out that they was promoting sex trafficking to children so that think about that if you had been giving your money into that and unknowingly not knowingly that you spent your money with something that was of the demonic sharing your money for to promote sex trafficking of children things that's happening in your life can it be impacted because of our affiliations so the prayer we need to pray a prayer of deliverance when we have those type of situations because we need to be delivered from the things that we know out the covenants that we've connected with that we know of and things that we don't know of because then a lot of times our family members even out just right next to us our grandparents could have came in agreement with certain covenants that weren't of god and it's affecting us in our lives so we all need to pray a prayer of deliverance from the things knowingly and unknowingly that we've came into agreement that's outside of the will of god because we want his full we want his 
full blessings. We don't want any shortcuts. We don't want half the blessings. You want all of the blessings that he's willing to provide for us, right? So we're going to go read Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verse 27. That says, don't provide an opportunity for the devil. That scripture is very simple. Here's the thing about that. As you study, you're going to learn more things about, oh, how to subdue the flesh, how to uh, pray a prayer of deliverance, how to avoid the enemy when it comes to socializing with people that aren't of God. The more you study to show yourself approved, the more you have an understanding about not giving opportunity to, to let the devil win, to wreak havoc in your lives. Okay, so uh, let's go to James 4, what's this, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you, okay? It says, it sounds so simple, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The resisting part is where people struggle with because the flesh is weak our spirit want to do right but our flesh is weak so that means we need to build up our spirit and how do we build up our spirit god we get in that word we worship we pray we fast okay i know so many people here fast meditation um they hear things about um manifestation no you just need to fast and pray Fasting is subduing the flesh. Okay, and we're gonna dig deep, dip, dig a little deeper in on the topic of subduing the flesh and fasting. Our spiritual strengths impact our prayers. Fasting co- coupled with fervent prayer helps subdue the flesh and strengthen our spiritual connection. This practice demonstrates our dedication to God's will and align us with His heart. So look, prime example, when you fast, your spirit is fighting with your flesh. Okay, that's what it looked like. You had a crossroad. So your flesh is like, oh, I'm hungry. I have a headache. I'm starving. I got to take this mess. I got to do this or this. Your spirit is saying, no, we're going to starve that because we want to hear from God. When you subdue your flesh, it's another sense. So if you shut off that flesh sense, you're at, and you're actually turning up your spiritual senses because now you can hear from God clearly. You can think clearly. You don't have anything going on. Your, your spirit is directly connected to God with fervent prayer and fasting. So that's a a prime way to get God to hear you and you to hear him clearly. And it's so important as believers that we stay connected in a way that is above what the flesh is on. So here's the thing. We have to think above our flesh because our flesh going to put us in situations all the time that's outside of the will of God. Remember our body is just the shell. Our spirit is just is is ourselves. This is our this is our being, our spirit. 
the body, the flesh is just, just a shell to hold the spirit. Okay. So you have to make it's it's mind over matter kind of thing. So it's spirit over the body. So you have your let your spirit speak to your body. Do you know your spirit can heal you from a, a cold without taking any medicine? Your spirit can heal you from a disease without you taking any medicine. Your spirit can actually change the texture of your hair without you putting any uh, chemical processes on it. Because why? Because your spirit controls the body. But see, as believers, you're not taught that in a lot of churches that your spirit is what needs to be in control at all times. So right now I'm teaching y'all that we have in it. This is this is a message. This is a word for me. If it's not for you, we have to as believers think spiritually instead of fleshly. Because what our flesh does is murmur, complain, rebel, curse, fight. This without these things that our flesh is normal to us. Our flesh have an attitude, don't want to listen, like all of these different negative things. But the spirit always has God at the as the forefront. Your spirit is always this this is God. This is this is God's vessel. I gotta do right. You know how people say, Oh, I got the 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 good side and I got the bad side. Or they'd be like, Oh, I had Satan on on one shoulder and an angel on another shoulder. That is the direct indication of your spirit versus your flesh. Your flesh is gonna fail you every time. So we have to think spiritually. So when you're praying and praying fast, even if you haven't fast before or you you haven't fasted in a long time, you have to discipline your body. Just like working out. We have to work that spiritual muscle just like you how you have to work out to get your abs together, to get your the tone up the way you want to. It, you have to physically go to the gym, work out. You have to physically work this spiritual muscle. And how you spiritually work this physical muscle is getting on your knees and being in fervent prayer, fasting, but and subduing the flesh. Okay? So, our spiritual strength impacts our prayers. Okay? Keep that in mind. Our spiritual strength impacts our prayers. If we're not working that muscle, it's weak. We have to work that muscle. We have to. So, I'm going to read Mark 9, verse 29 to you guys. And it says... How be it this kind, hold on, let's see. How be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So what that scripture was saying that some curses and stuff, it's only certain deliverances that we need are only comes from fasting and prayer. Sometimes you can't just cast it out with just prayer. You have to fast. You have to clean your flesh. You have to subdue. You have to subdue that thing. Because sometimes the demonic covenants that's on us, they they stick around. No matter who laying hands on you, no matter who you had praying from, your grandmama, your great grandmama, it don't matter. Some things need to be delivered by fasting and praying. Okay. 
So what we have to do is cultivate our spiritual growth for answer prayers. To obtain answer prayers, we must embark on a journey of full dedication to spiritual growth. This involves, again, regular prayer, scripture study, worship, and fellowship. Remember, God's timing is perfect, and our growth prepares us to receive his blessings. Let's go read this in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. That says, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay, so we have to get in that word. We have to get in that word. We have to want to know more about him. But you know what? The spirit craves the word of God. Will be will have you running to scripture. Let me open this Bible. Before you turn on the remote, that's how you want to work your spiritual muscle. Before I get into these worldly things, uh uh-uh, let me subdue this flesh. This is time for God. And when I'm saying worldly things, oh, maybe watch a TV show. Or maybe chit-chat with your girlfriends on the phone or whatever. Okay? So let me read Psalms 37 verse 4. And the King James Version says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Again, we already read this similar scripture a while back. Here's confirmation again for you. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So we need to get in that word. We need to find out what God approves of, what he don't approve of, how he want us to walk. We are the gods of this earth, but we have a job. We have to share the word of God, educate people. We on a mission field. So the more that we do that and delight, delight ourselves in his word, why wouldn't he answer our prayers? His word says right here, he shall give us the the desires of our heart. So let's conclude this with affirmations rooted in scripture. By meditating on these promises, we create an atmosphere of faith. And if you desire salvation or recommitment, we're going to pray together. Okay. But first, we're going to read Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God, God want to make, make us happy. He want to please us, but he want us to do the work. He want us to please him. He wants us to be servants of him, but sharing his word to other people that may need it. It's not even a may need it. Let me take it out. That needed. Everyone needed. And this is our mission for you. So I'm going to read Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't be anxious for anything. Rather, bring up all of your requests to God in your prayers and petitions, along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. So, you know, I know for me, sometimes I get anxious in my prayers. Like, I need this now. I want this now. I want this now. And 
His word says right here, don't be anxious for anything. Bring up all of your requests to God in prayer and petition along with giving thanks. The directions is right here. This is how we get our prayers answered. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep our hearts and minds safe in him. So when it say keep our hearts and minds and safe in him, we're not stressed about these things that we're asking for. We're not continuously crying about it. Thank you, Lord. This is blessing me. Because guess what? His word says, give it to him. Give your request to him and give thanks and don't be anxious. He got it. He got it from here. He don't need no help on how to do it because that has been an issue for me. Yeah, if I want this, I want to figure out how to get it done. And I'm not letting him do it. And see, when we do that, when we figure things out on our own and not giving it to God, you we setting ourselves up for failure because when it's screwed up, then we're crying out to him for him to figure it out. So and we have to learn how to give it to him. Go in your prayer closet, in your bathroom, wherever you go to worship with, with God. Give him your issues, all of your concerns. God, this is what I'm going through. This is how it make me feel. This is what I I would like to see accomplished, but I'm okay with whatever you decide. I'm giving it to you and I'm giving it all to you and I'm going to do everything in my power to take my hands off of it and let it go and let, let you handle it for me. Here's the thing about God and I really, really appreciate this about him. We can be so smart, but we're dumb, right? I'm going to explain that. We can figure we'll have all the answers to all our situations, right? We oh, this is what I this need to be done. This when it has to get done. This is what it's gonna take to get done. We know all of that, and then we will get on our knees and pray about it. And he's telling us, "Give it to me, give it to me," and we'll say, "Yeah, we we giving it to you, God. This all yours." But still on the back end, we still saying, okay, well, this, if he do it this way, I'm going to do it this. If you do it that way, I'm going to do it this. He'll present the situation again to you. Give it to me. Give it to me. Let me do it. We'll still be, okay, so if he do it this way, I'm going to figure it out. He doesn't need a co-pilot. He doesn't need a co-signer. God does not need us to put our hands on it once we give it to him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He just want us to give it to him. And today, um, I vow that whatever circumstances that I'm going through, I'm going to give it to him. And the moment that I feel my flesh getting concerned and worried and frustrated, I'm going to go and pray. God, take this from me. Take over my mind because I don't want to stress about this anymore. I don't want to to stress so bad that I'm losing focus of what I should be doing. Because here's the thing, another thing. When you're stressing, you are not praising. When you're stressing, you're not giving, you're not giving full praise. You can't. Because the two are two different things. You can't stress about one situation and be like, oh, well, thank you, God. No, do you really do you really mean that? 
You can't possibly mean it if you're stressing about it. When his word clearly states that, give it all to him. Give it all to him. And let it go and give thanks that whatever, when you gave it to him, he's going to work it out and praise him for that. Praise him for that you already know how strong your God is and how mighty and powerful he is. And no matter what the circumstance look like, he got it. He got it. So let's practice this this week that the moment we feel our flesh getting stressed about our circumstance, whatever that may be, big or small, right? That in that moment, we repent if we've already given it to God and we're still thinking about it. God, forgive me. Forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for taking back the problems that I gave to you when you asked me to do that. God, I surrender it to you right now today. So a good way to to promote that is subduing the flesh. Because you're so in tune, your spiritual senses is turned up, your flesh is turned down. So right here with Kingdom Living Ministries, y'all, I want to make sure that all of our all of our people that tap in with us, we learn to walk in our spirit, use our spirit to guide us and not our flesh. So whatever we going through, uh-uh, we're going to subdue the flesh. So we ask God, God, what type of, what type of fast you want me to do? What, what do you want that to look like? Because I, I need to subdue this flesh so I can get ahead, so I can move on to the next thing. So in this season, it's not, yes, we want new believers. We want to encourage people. We want to educate people on the word of God. But most of us here are at this level where, okay, it's time to grow up in Christ. You're not a babe anymore. So it's time to go to the next level so you can teach your family how to do that. So the moment that you get it, They'll get it because you've mastered this skill, not mastered this, but, you know, you've you've grown a full understanding of what you need to do in the spirit to get things moving. You could teach someone else how to do that. And by the grace of God, we're going to have it. And we're going to walk in it and we're going to learn to subdue our flesh no matter what it looks like, because I hear complaints all the time. I'm one of the complainers. Hey, fasting from six to six is hard. My stomach is growling. Oh, I got to take these vitamins at this time. Oh, I'm going to have a stomach ache if I don't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All of that is a trick of the enemy to keep us dependent on things that aren't of God. We don't want to be dependent on anything but him. And the more that we're not that we're not depending on Christ, the more and more we depending on worldly things. Say, for instance, right now, if a pharmacy closed that supply medication for diabetes or medication, for whatever, any type of ailment, and we depend on that medicine and we don't have it, we crumble. What does that mean? We're letting our flesh control us. And I'm not telling anybody here, this is a full disclaimer, not to take their medicine, right? But what I am telling you is we have to learn how to subdue the flesh so we can work on our spiritual 
on, on our spirit. So that way the spirit can operate the flesh. So the spirit can talk to that. Oh, diabetes, you out of here in the name of Jesus. No longer. We have to build up that spirit to do that. I will not never tell somebody that their spirit is weak. They don't study. They don't fought. They, they, they don't fast. They don't pray. I would never tell that person, Hey, stop taking your medicine. You, you have to build up that dexterity, that spiritual dexterity, just like working out. Like I told you. So we're going to practice this week, working out our spirit, our spirit, so it can be strong. So we can subdue the flesh for anything. Because the more we walk and work in the spirit, we can manifest whatever we want on this earth. So you may be manifesting um, something that you need or a family member need. But if you don't know how to operate that spirit or get that spirit to move in, how can you manifest anything? Here's a trick, right, that the witches, they know, right? Because... Um, Satan is a copycat of Jesus. So he have a lot of people saying, oh, they're so spiritual. They don't even believe in God, but they're so spiritual, right? Oh, they manifested this future. They manifested this, uh, this big life. Uh, maybe, maybe they may be rich or they manifested a big home, a big car, right? You never hear them talk about Jesus Christ. The thing about how these people are able to accomplish these things because they believe. Okay. And if you talk to them, a lot of them will tell you, oh, I'm a vegan. Oh, I don't eat meat. Oh, I eat one time a day. Or they already understand. They understand the power of Christianity. They understand our power. We just don't understand our power. They understand that, hey, if we subdue the flesh, oh, we can do anything. And if we believe it, oh, we can accomplish anything. But the thing about them is everything that's not of God will crumble and fall. It will not last. Everything you do for Christ will last. So with that being said, because you are a Christian, because you love God and you committed to this walk and this journey. Trust me. If you do the work, you can manifest anything in your life. So let's vow this week that we're going to practice working the spirit, subduing the flesh, staying in prayer, reading our scriptures, connected to God. So we can build up our spirit dexterity. I hope you guys got some revelations from this topic today. Thank you for joining us. Remember, unanswered prayers do not indicate unheard prayers, though. Not all of them. By growing spiritually and aligning with God's will will pave the way for our petitions to be answered in his perfect time. Keep the faith and until next time, embrace the transformation power of prayer. In Jesus name. So um, before we close out, if you want to uh, rededicate your life to Christ, 
I'm just going to read the salvation declaration. You can repeat after me during this recording. Heavenly Father, I humbly come before you, acknowledging my need for salvation. I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior, who died and rose again for my redemption. I surrender my life to your loving authority. Thank you for your grace and eternal love. In Jesus' name, I pray. So if you just said this salvation declaration, you are you are a brand new babe in Christ. Okay. And we would love to have you partner with you to help you grow your um grow in the spirit, grow in the body of Christ. Um, just connect with us via our website, www.kingdomlivingentertainment.com and hit us in a contact, um, enter your contact information under the contact tab. Um, we would love to see you every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bible study and Sunday on the Truth Rebuild at 2 p.m. Thank you for tuning in and you guys have a prosperous week. Thank you.